You're listening to Be Clean Intelligent, a podcast for the unsung heroes of today. Individuals who battle against germs and bacteria who don't do it for the glory, but do it to keep the world safe, healthy, and clean. What does it mean to be clean intelligent? Join us to find out. What's up, everyone? The third episode of the Be Clean Intelligent podcast is here. I am Sam. I am Caden. I am Court. And we are now on a first name basis only because you should know us by now. There you <laughs> <Right>? go. <Yeah. laughs> Finally, we made it to the, the thing that all podcasters are, are hoping to do. Uh, we got a good show for you today. And before we get into that, though, guys, how, how has the week been? Any crazy things happening? Have we had an earthquake since the last? I think we had a second earthquake since the last episode. We did. We yes. did. It was like another 4.3, right? There was yeah, another one like in Magna, Utah. And at that moment, I did feel a shock. I don't know if it was the earthquake, but I felt an aftershock while I was doing the business that many of you <laughs> in this industry know about. Um, so that's that's a terrifying place to be when <laughs> there's an earthquake. I'll, I will tell you that right now. It was a little nerve-wracking. Oh. It was only five seconds, but I was like, I don't want to die here. <laughs> this, is not, <laughs> this is not the way I want to go. Interestingly enough, that's probably the most sound structurally spot because of it's all the true. close walls. <laughs> but, you know, you don't, you don't want to be in, in there mm. when that goes down. True. <laughs> uh, but anyways, uh, we do got a good show for you. We're going to be talking about how trust is key Um especially post-COVID. That's going to be one of the, the topics today. During our Be Clean Intelligent highlight, we're actually going to be highlighting our very own Caden Hutchins. Uh, so we have a couple questions for him. And then our bright spot, of course, the segment that we've added to the show, Cortland's got a good story for us. But before we jump yeah. in, folks, you, this is very a very fun and interesting headline that we found uh, from the San Francisco Chronicle a couple weeks ago. So it's dated April 13th, so it happened last week. But here's the headline. You ready? Coronavirus. Illegal nightclub in San Francisco used janitorial company as a front, kept partying during outbreak. (laughs) And literally the story is about a guy who got a pink warehouse in San Francisco, said he was going to use it for his janitorial space, parking his trucks and cleaning supplies in the warehouse and that's according to the owner's attorney and then come to find out that building 2266 shafter avenue was allegedly converted into an unlicensed after hours nightclub for mass gatherings of drinking dancing and gambling creating one of the region's more brazen examples of people disregarding shelter in place orders during coronavirus outbreak wow what (laughs) <laughs> what? All right, like, man, that's that's are good. Are you kidding me? <laughs> you, you can't write this stuff, but this guy did because it's real. <laughs> and that's according funny. to uh, the attorney of the dude, Monte Travis, he says there was a party every night. <laughs> are you kidding me? Every night. Oh man! And San Francisco's under a complete like shutdown. Yeah, right. What so, name is cleaning company? <laughs> probably. <laughs> Gambling are cleaning? I don't know, dude. <laughs> Gambling are <laughs> <our> cleaning. <laughs> anyway, we're, uh, we got a good show for you, and we're going to dive right in. So 
again, today's topic, we were really thinking about what we could do to help you listeners out a little bit. Um, and as we've con- been con- talking about COVID-19 and how it's affecting our industry, a lot of people have been talking about um, how it's going to affect post, right? Um, and so what you may not be talking about, though, you, the professional cleaning organization, um, you're going to have to change the way that you work uh, to build and keep the trust of your cu- customers after all this is over. And so to be honest, customers are going to be super hardcore when it comes to what you're offering, your protocols, your team appearance, your technology, your tools, your quality control program, your transparency, your service, your communication efforts, and your capabilities. I mean, like people are going to put you under a microscope, right? Uh, and so most likely you may even have to rebrand like in a sense of how you're marketing your solutions or your services um, and, and really change the way that you market yourself. And um, people are going to want to know how you're planning to battle the virus of Corona once this has kind of passed, um, but it's still most likely going to be around. So how are you going to best do that? How are you going to build that trust? And so that's what we do want to talk about today. And we're going to break down some of these items to hopefully give you an idea of how you can start preparing now as an organization uh, for that post-COVID future. Um, Overarching goal is to build that trust with customers uh, and help them keep that trust. And so first off, Caden, how do you think it's going to affect or what suggestions might you have to our audience on how they could change their proposal process? Like what, what do you think has to be different? That's a good question. I mean, every business out there does it a little bit different. They try and differentiate themselves, right? So outside of just even a building service contractor, the initial proposal of like, what are you going to have as an added value? What's going to separate you from the competition? or uh, just separate your facility in general. If you're not a BSC competing, like just what's going to separate your facility in general? What are you going to do differently? And really it's going to come down to your streamlining of processes um, and getting efficient at documenting those things that are very valuable for the client to be informed about. Trust comes from complete transparency, right? So, for example, uh, last year, uh, I was working with a client, actually, and um, we were talking about the process of quality control and what specifically uh, they could do to sell quality control in their proposal process. They were trying to, they were bidding an airport. And I remember talking with the client about um, what their quality control process and program looked like. And it was just so like, yeah, we we do quality control. We check our work. And uh, I was a little bit bold and blunt. And I was like, dude, that's that's not a quality control program. Right. Um, you know, nothing in your proposal is differentiating you and separating you apart from like what makes it so unique. What are you going to do for the client? So even outside of just like processes, there's a whole customer journey and customer experience that this industry, I mean, th- so kind of a quick side tangent, the the customer experience or XM or experience management is very well-known terminology 
in the software world. It should be very well terminology in the cleaning industry. And it's it's going to be years behind before that gets up into the norm. But sure. if you can focus in on the customer experience, the customer journey, and have that uh, proposal, sell it, and get them excited and hyped up about the journey and customer experience that you're going to give them, whether that's through quality control or all the other processes you're implementing, like your proposal has to speak volumes about how you are going to take care of the customer. At the end of the day, that's the only thing that matters is are you taking care of the customer's needs? So, And those needs are going to be probably heightened post-COVID. They're going to say, well... Very, very much so. Yeah, absolutely. If, if you're just proposing what you've been proposing in, you know, before COVID, it's not going to fly. People are going to be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. This doesn't tell me anything about how you plan to, you know, clean, then sanitize, then disinfect for COVID. Like, it's going to be very specific. And so bringing in those processes for is sure. going to help that out a lot, right? Uh, so yeah. court that kind of ties in with what you're trying to yeah, accomplish yeah, or exactly. trying to, to mention is the technology, like what, mm-hmm. what types of technology could, could potentially be implemented by, by our listeners to help them post COVID. Yeah. I mean, I think that they're going to be like what you're saying. Clients are going to be looking for just they want to know from you what are you doing for their building that will help keep their employees self safe and healthy you know and so i think that the technology and the tools that you're using are a focus that you can do right now that you can that is a big step in preparing for that time when clients are asking those questions so i i have a couple ideas that i that i laid out that i think um, one of them with the technology is to look at the disinfectants and chemicals that you're using right now and see kind of what what the concentrations are like what what variation do you need to do and do you need to possibly extend the dwell times before you wipe it down instead of just from a minute or two um, to maybe a 10 minute wipe down you know just looking at those chemicals and especially with what's available right now seeing what you can do to change that there Um, and then also if you haven't already you should consider the benefits of transitioning from cotton to microfiber cloths there's I think it's it's kind of universally accepted but there are still companies that are in that that transition process now's a, a better time than any to do it um you can make sure that you have a good inventory system and and that you're performing regular inspections of your equipment you need to know where everything is located and you need to know what condition it is when was the last time it had um, the different upgrades uh, different maintenance checks are there frayed cables things like that you can also be looking into software solutions uh wink wink that provide automatic <laughs> notifications <laughs> of scheduled work yeah that provide automatic notifications of scheduled work that that's going to be done or that should be done in any upcoming events within a building that may to be a that may need to be addressed before and after the event and then of course you can start using tools for mobile quality control inspections and automatic assignment of correcting mistakes or problem areas so those are just just a few ideas that i that as I was reading around and, and I saw um, just people talking about those, those came to mind. 
Awesome. I liked I liked that little plug there. It is no <laughs> secret that Clean Intelligent is a software solution that helps you with quality control and communication. Uh, and the entire <laughs> podcast is based on being clean intelligent. And so some of these things that we're mentioning is giving you the idea of how you can be clean intelligent. Uh, and, and we can definitely help you do that. Um, the, uh, one of the items I had mentioned earlier that I, I think it really is an important thing to highlight is appearance. So I'm, I'm the director of marketing and sales at Clean Intelligent, but my passion is marketing and advertising. And one thing that always comes to the forefront is how your brand looks and how it feels and, and how, it, how it acts, right? And that's a direct reflection of how your employees are dressing and how they're acting and how they're performing the job. Um, and so it's, I think it's really important, and I think it's going to change post-COVID and so things that you can start doing now is implementing an organizational tr- dress code. Um, having your employees actually dress a certain way, whether that's, you know, a polo, overalls, whatever it is, right? You're, you're setting that up to be an image that can fight a virus. And that probably and should include uh, personal protective equipment where necessary. Um, and so I think implementing that now is going to be an important thing to do before COVID's over and people are asking you, well, how does your team look and how are they, how are they responding to this? Um, and really the other thought I had was if I'm on a cleaning team post COVID and I walk into a clean building with a ball cap and shorts, which is my style, by the way, I love just wearing a ball cap and shorts. I mean, I don't think I'd go do that cleaning. Maybe I would. Uh, but this is going to be a thing of the past. You're not going to be able to do that anymore. People, when they hire you, aren't going to, (laughs) they're not going to allow that. Right. And so I think uniforms will make the workers look more capable, more professional, uh, and that ultimately will help build trust uh, in in your employees' ability to fight this type of virus. Um, so, just that was my yeah. thought on on team appearance and the capabilities and looking looking the part. Uh, Caden, you had mentioned transparency previously, and I think it's an important yeah. uh, concept. Is there anything else you have to say about transparency? I mean, transparency could go to so many different levels, but. Um, you know, I'm straight up. This industry is still having a hard time being transparent. I talk to so many clients that are afraid to implement a quality control program with their clientele because they're scared. Like, guys, come on. We are in the 21st century where <laughs> customer experience is key to retention of your clientele. Like, gosh, I mean, I obviously Clean Intelligent has tools and things that help with that, but I mean, there's, there's other software vendors out there. And even if you don't use a software uh, to help make that come to pass, you gotta be transparent with your clientele. Right. And that's really hard to do unless you're using tools or processes or systems that help uh, get data to your client's fingertips on how you're doing. Um, at base, you should be having those conversations on a regular basis with the clientele. You should have someone whose job it is to make sure your customers are successful um, and happy with your service. And uh, being transparent about uh, your 
proactive efforts is key because this industry is so focused on at least covering reactive. And you got to, I mean, I get it. You have to cover reactive uh, responses. Clients are upset or just need requests done. You got to be on top of those. But how much more impressive is it when you take initiative and you're doing things that develop good, sound business practices and processes that create an innovative, proactive approach, like hands down your retention and your turn of your clientele uh, are going to be amazing numbers for your business. And transparency is is key to make that happen. Um, No one has to be perfect. And there's an old adage in this industry that they always say you're only as good as your last clean. That is not true. That's only true if you're a reactive person and you're only ever dealing on a reactive front. So anyways, that's you guys can tell I'm passionate <laughs> about it. Proactive efforts uh, break down those barriers and help develop that trust with your clientele because you're transparent about everything. It's okay to make mistakes. Um, you don't want to make them often, but uh, making mistakes is a lot more receivable by your clientele if you are proactive about everything you're doing. So, and mic drop. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well done. Yes. Transparency obviously is going to help build trust. Uh, we actually were talking about it earlier on my team this week, talking about the status quo in this industry. Status quo meaning tradition, right? It's traditional to do an inspection on pen and paper. Well, not anymore. <laughs> right? You got to, you got to change. You got to update. You got to use those digital forms that you can do offline. I mean, it, you know, it submits data that you then can make, right. Then you can be transparent through that data and make better data driven decisions and prove contract fulfillment through that data. I mean, it seems like a no brainer to me, but we're just here to help. So, all right, court to finish off this section here of the podcast, uh, the final thing I would say is communication. Like the importance yep. of communication to build trust with clients is obviously going to be huge post COVID. Oh yeah. It's, it's super important right now to make sure that you're over communicating with your clients. And I think this is just another form of transparency and another way to be proactive. Um, I think that one of the things that could start happening that I don't see often enough in the industry is that you should start set you should start setting standing meetings um, with your clients, and that's where you can review what's being done in the building. You can this is where you can admit your mistakes and show them not only that you recognize that there's room for for growth and and perfection, <laughs> but that your these are your action plans and this is how you're already addressing it without them having to say anything so that again goes a huge way in proving that trust that they they know that you actually care about them about their building and about their employees and so i think that those kind of reviews where you can look at what goals maybe you want to see in this next time frame you should set those you should have those meetings probably at least quarterly if not monthly depending on what your client is and what their needs are. And this is just another way to be a partner with your client in picking what needs to happen with their building and what they need. And every client's going to be different. I mean, let's be honest. Uh, Not even one of our clients are the same. 
you got to cater it uh, as approach. You can't say one size fits all communication to all of your clients. Some clients, right. uh, they want to have a more intimate uh, communication relationship with you. Others are more hands off. But even if they're more hands off, like Court said, like quarterly is the bare minimum. You got to have a customer success minded uh, quarterly business review on their happiness, how are we doing, uh, things that have come up. You know, uh, again, I personally agree that it should be way more often, but uh, bare minimum, uh, you should have everything reviewing. You shouldn't get to uh, the end of your term of your contract, whether it's one or two years down the road, and be like, "Hey, how have we overall been doing?" You know, that's that's not acceptable. So, Agreed. all good points. I mean, this all makes sense. It sounds like if you kind of implement these things now, you're being clean, intelligent, right? And <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna prepare yourself to build that trust uh, when COVID comes around. Um, and so, uh, really, really glad that we were able to talk about that a little bit, and hopefully, it helps some of you out there. Okay, next section: our be clean, intelligent highlight. Caden, you know. I was thinking about it. I was like, okay, who should I bring on the show? You know, I'm the host. So I get a pick. And then <laughs> I was like, you know what? I might as well just contact the dude that that runs Clean Intelligent right now. And it's <laughs> it's Caden Hutchins, president of Clean Intelligent Software. So, buddy, welcome to the show. Oh, well, thank you, guys. <laughs> I think I've heard of that guy. Yeah, 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 right? He's a good guy. If you don't know about him, uh, we're going to learn a little bit more about him right now. So, Caden, you are a Clean Intelligent guy, but where did it all begin? How did it start with you at Clean Intelligent? At the bottom. Now we hear. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, it, obviously, my journey at Clean Intelligent is very unique. Um, but, uh, yeah, um, one of our founders, Michael Jenkins, um, I actually lived in his neighborhood. And um, he knew me even as a teenager. And upon, uh, you know, after growing up and uh, some college and other experiences that I went off and did, um, I actually was his executive assistant and uh, went from executive assistant to where we are today. Uh, been with Clean Intelligent for uh, several years now. So, um, you know, for Clean Intelligent, like my journey is not um, maybe perhaps crazy to your SMB size businesses, um, especially in the cleaning industry. You have many people that start up a business, uh, family gets hired on, or friends or whatnot, and uh, as they grow, obviously those those people uh, grow into leadership roles. Um, you know, for Clean Intelligent, it's been quite the journey, and really understanding. Um, our brand, our identity over the coming years, and the enhancements. We've always, sure, we've been in business for uh, 17 years this summer, um, but I feel more now than we ever have before being of the startup mindset, just being scrappy, being excited, and uh, really trying to, to solve some great needs out there. Um, overall, we are a young company, you know, as far as, as age of our employees. Um, you know, there's a lot of young <laughs> but very talented individuals. And uh, it's been great to bring the right individuals on board um, to make sure that uh, we're doing the job right and specifically uh, making sure our customers succeed. Uh, by no means have we been perfect in our history, but uh, Clean Intelligent uh, 
has always uh, loved working with clientele. Obviously, we were born uh, directly out of the cleaning industry um, from Barracon Building Services back in the day. Uh, Clean Talent was a split off from that company, and uh, you know we're we're very familiar of the challenges even to this day as what it takes to run a cleaning business, and uh, you know our focus as uh, uh, our our company is the reason why we exist is because we identified certain needs that were being unmet. So, speaking of certain needs that needed to be met, that was going to be a question of mine. What makes Clean Intelligent software unique? I mean, we all have answers, but we want to hear it from you. Sure. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's interesting. Another quick, you know, I'll try and keep it brief. Another quick uh, backstory. Clean Intelligent was architectured and built um, with just a small, simple idea in mind, of, you know, kind of actually around communication. And over the years, Clean Intelligent won ISSA awards for different products and tools and services, and we just started building the suite. And... Um, there are some companies uh, that uh, have done that as well, but we, we found that our software became mediocre uh, without a really detailed focus. And so obviously to our brand as of today, uh, you know, we like to position ourselves as the leading quality control uh, janitorial software in the industry. And the reason why that's so unique, and I will preach this all day long, brothers, <laughs> is quality control is directly tied to your customer's retention. If you don't have a quality control program, I bet you anything you can tie the retention of your customers to the lack thereof of a good quality control program. And so there are many things Clean Intelligent could go after and build, but why quality control? Why do we choose to be unique with quality control? One, every customer of your guys's is different. And so um, you have to cater a quality control program to your client's needs. It can't just be a uh, go off and do inspections. Cookie cutter. Yeah, it it can't. Every client is different. And so you have to cater those needs. And you know what comes with that time of catering those needs is customization. Time to get to know the clients and their needs. What are their pain points? What frustrates them more than anything? is like, hey, if the conference room table wasn't wiped off, and eh, it's you know, it really doesn't bug me. But by golly, frick, if you missed the <laughs> the bathroom, like <laughs> that's that's just gross or whatever you're gonna say. Like, especially you if there's an earthquake client. later, <laughs> right? <laughs> you gotta figure that out with your clientele. So, um, you know, our uniqueness comes at such a focus at the number one driver for growth as a company, regardless of the industry, even in the the software segment, is your retention of clientele. And everyone knows the cleaning industry's retention rates uh, are garbage. People just love hopping around, doing new providers. Uh, There are a few luck of the draw that uh, have really awesome long-term standing relationships with their client. But uh, people are just always looking for the better price. And usually that comes at a cost. So Uh, I believe quality control separates any other person from the competition to cater it to such a unique need. And the reason is, whether it's a software or not, your defined quality control process and that relationship with the clientele gets customized, which means if they transfer to a different service provider, guess what? You have to start over. Like, And that sucks. That sucks to start from the beginning and have to start a new relationship and figure out, you know, so... 
having a quality control program, one, makes you sticky to your customers, and it makes you, going back to transparency, it opens up the communication channels, which directly ties to your ability to retain your clientele. So, Very nice. So any final words of wisdom before we jump into the bright spot? <laughs> yeah, focus on a quality control system. <laughs> and there you it have it. It pays off. <laughs> it, just, it pays for itself. And, and this is not a sales pitch to Clean Intelligent. This is a sales pitch to get in gear and define quality control processes and systems. It's hard to do. It's time-consuming. And it sucks to figure out and work through. Uh, obviously, Clean Intelligent's here to help, but there are other many great qualified individuals, certification programs, things out there to help you figure out how to de deliver a, the best quality control program that is crucial to you surviving as a business, even long before COVID-19 came around. This is crucial. I just hope that people realize how important quality control is uh, moving forward. Awesome. Okay. Well, let's jump into our final segment. The Bright Spot. So, Court, you Hello. got your story. Tell us what the bright spot is. There's a lot of negative news out there. What's there the is, bright news? Is. All right. The, the bright news. This episode's bright spot. I wanted to highlight the recognition that CentOS gives annually through the Custodian of the Year Award. So this is a program that allows schools throughout the U.S. to nominate a custodian that they think deserves the award. And this year's voting just closed, which is why it's kind of in the news right now, and I wanted to highlight it. And we're still waiting for them to announce the winner, but they have highlighted the top 10 nominees in the running for this year for the 2019 custodian of the year and what's really cool about this award is that the custodian who wins doesn't just get bragging rights which is great but they're also given a ten thousand dollar cash prize what and the school yeah like they themselves get the cash prize and the that school awesome. that nominates them gets both a five thousand dollar makeover and a $20,000 ISSA training and development package. It is a huge thing to win. That is crazy. That is so yeah. cool. So cool. That is awesome. And so even though this year has already finished, I think everyone should go take a look at the nominees, get to know them, You know, keep an eye out for the winner to be announced, and remember to nominate one of your school's custodians next year if you're a school. That's super cool. That is a very bright spot in a yeah, that dreary is so world. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, uh, thank you, Court, for sharing the story. Like you said, go out and, and nominate your your custodians, your janitors, the people that, that work uh, every day to keep us safe and the, the community clean, schools, hospitals. Uh, really, really cool. So that's the end of our show, guys. It was really fun. Thanks for all the input, Caden and Court. Uh, make sure you go follow us on social media, at Clean Intelligent. Uh, you can subscribe to the show uh, on anywhere you listen to podcasts. We are on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts as well. Um, so go check us out. Uh, we do have a plan to have a special guest on the next show, so stay tuned for that. Thanks for listening. I'm Sam. This is Caden. And this is Court. And we'll check you next week on the Be Clean Intelligent podcast. Have a good week, guys. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>